Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get in touch with me, you can give me a call at 864-444-7650 or go to my website, jasondillard.com. Um, we're buying and selling real estate right here in the upstate. We borrow money from people just like you to do the transactions that we do. Um, Tracy is the closing aficionado. He is the guy that understands what's going on. I got, I know what's going on and I'm doing it, but then I have to keep going out and doing more. Yeah. You got, sorry, don't, man. don't touch me. You man. got the big picture. I don't want my toe to touch your foot. You got the big picture overview snapshot. You know, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yesterday. Tracy said, it's real cool how you make really quick decisions with how, without a whole lot of information, but you can't make that mistake again. Don't, don't make that same mistake again. And I forgot, I've already forgotten what the mistake was, so that tells you how bright I am. But I'm out in front. I'm making offers. We're, um, just this week, we've made an offer to buy an apartment building. It looks like we're moving forward on a couple more houses. I talked to Cameron. He's got some houses in the pipeline. Um, we're developing a subdivision that looks like it's very close to getting completed. Um, so we're doing all kind of stuff, um, commercial buildings, um, we do have something that looks like it might actually sell this year. Um, one of our bigger properties may actually sell this year. It's moving towards the closing. We're going to sell some stuff. And when you sell something that causes an issue, you know what the issue is? Well, there's well, there's more than one, but yeah. You got to buy something else. Yeah, there's. Because we talked about this earlier. If you just tuned in, we're talking about how I use the chunk of method determine whether or not it's a good deal and the biggest chunk of that you get to keep may be because you can av legally avoid taxes and the deal that we're closing on soon we're going to legally avoid taxes by buying something else so we're going to buy, buy another property and replace the property that we sold and that will keep us from having to pay a capital gain on what we made on the first property so i'm working on that right now but um, I don't know why I got to talk about that. Why do you look at me like that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just sitting here thinking that's about as interesting as watching grass grow. I'm a, I get excited about or watching exchange, paint dry exchanges and stuff. Well, no, like exchanges that. are exciting, and you know, exchanges are exciting. It's you like know? it's just like trading baseball cards. Well, you take you know, here's the thing, and it took me a while to grasp this, but you and I talk about this all the time. You know, when you're in real estate and you sell something, did it blow your mind? Yeah, it did. What is it? A small explosion? It was unbelievable. Small mine. No, yeah. Nobody got hurt. Small mine. Nobody got hurt. Yeah. When you when you sell, and, and this is pretty true of all real estate, when you sell a piece of real estate, really two things are going to happen if, if you're making money. You're going to take the money from the closing. You're going to put it into your business, and you're going to feed your, feed your business, however that goes. You're going to pay yourself. You're going to pay your employees, you, whatever. And at the end of the year, however your taxes play out, there's a taxable event of some kind. Everybody's situation is a little different. Or you're not going to take the cash, and you're going to move that cash into another property. Well, the best, one of the best ways. Did to I miss anything? That's pretty much those two things, right? You're well, going to take the cash, or you're not going to take the cash. Well, if you're if you're living in the house, make sure we're clear. If you've lived this in the house, this is investment property. We're not talking about living in the house. This is investment property. Now, this is not development property. You can't develop something and exchange it uh, true yeah these investment property is investment property is different than investment property that's different even though you're making an investment to develop something that's the development that's not an investment that's development instead of investment yeah development property 
is different than investment property. Investment property, generally speaking, is something that generates income. Rental well, property. Well, not always true no, necessarily. It could but be, it could, it's just something that you invested in yeah. that you kept for a while. Right. And the IRS doesn't, I don't think, say how long for a while has to be. And they don't care if you rented it or not. No. It could just be sitting there. It could be land just but sitting there holding the world together. Gotcha. But you're not developing it. Or it's not for sale again. Yeah. If you, it's, it's not inventory. But you have a gain. Bottom line, you have a gain. Let's just say you paid a million and you're selling it for a million five. So you've got a gain of a half million bucks. You can choose to take that half million in the business and, and spend it on whatever and pay taxes on it eventually in some way. Or you can take that same half million and put it into another property. Well, you have to put the whole one and with and a the half. ten, Yeah, with the 1031 code, law, whatever you want to call it, you, you have to step up in. If you had debt, you have to step up in debt. Or you have to replace the debt. You have to replace the debt. And you have to, your your new replacement property, your purchase price has to be. Equal or more. Yeah, equal or more. And it could be a dollar more. It could be a gajillion dollars more. It just has to be more. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to pay the capital gain. That's right. So yeah. that's what we're attempting it's to called do. A, it's called a 1031 defer, tax deferred exchange. It's and not, you, don't and say you, avoid taxes. And that you sounds never, horrible. Well, let's say legally avoid. Yeah, but it just, it still sounds like you're. you're what do you. Sounds like what do you what do you call it? It's t- deferred. You know, you're not. There's two things you well, can't no, avoid in this life. But when you die and your children inherit it, depending on how big your estate is, yeah, then the basis steps up, and then they can sell without paying taxes. Well, that's true. You know, I had a girlfriend from taxes. Yeah, I know. When I was at Clemson, yeah. you know, how many times can we say taxes without me mentioning <laughs> that I had a girlfriend from taxes? Uh, I was waiting for it to happen. Yeah, but before the break, we <laughs> promised we would ask you a question. And I forgot what it was. Oh, why, why would you why would you invest in real estate along with other types of investments? Why? What? Why do you think? Why do you like real estate as an investment? Well, I mean, I like real estate because you know you can you can see it. You know, if if I buy a stock, for example, and I get a stock certificate or however that stuff works, I don't even know because I don't even buy stocks. But you get a piece of paper that says you bought a stock or a million stocks, whatever you bought. A million stocks. Yeah, and it's in that company somewhere, and their corporate office is wherever it is. Okay, great. I got a piece of paper. I got a stock that says I'm going to make money or not make money or lose money or whatever based on the performance of that company. I'm I'm fully trusting in the performance of that company to make me my money. But by uh, you and I or anybody that invests in real estate, you know, if you buy something for less than the market is telling you that it's worth after you buy it, make it pretty. You don't have to make it pretty. You can just buy it if you buy it already, whatever. Well, how do you know what a real piece of real estate's worth? Well, you have factual data. I mean, since since real estate trades and sells and it's all public knowledge, the, the whole world knows what the properties around it called comparables are selling for. So if I just pick a neighborhood and say I'm buying this house for 70 grand that needs – 10 grand in repairs, I'm going to have, I'm going to invest 80 grand and all the sales around it in the last six to 12 months are telling me that it's where it will resell for 110 or 20 or 30. Well, that's a no brainer to me. I don't even have to get out my financial calculator because even knowing the associated cost to buy and sell, you don't need your HP. I don't need my HP. Even if all the associated cost, if I invest 80 grand and I carry it for three or four or five or six or seven or eight or 10 months, and it sells for that hundred and ten or twenty or thirty that the comps told me 
the others like it we're selling for, then that's your chunk of method. You know, I'm, I invested something and I made something. Well, well, doesn't real estate go down in value sometimes? Sometimes it does. Yeah. You know, sometimes events out of your control, uh, things happen, you know, you, the, the rehab goes over budget or you just were wrong about that neighborhood, even though comps gave you the warm and fuzzies and it sold for less than you thought. And it went down in the value, but hopefully if like us, if you're in that 30 to 40% equity position, you can be wrong and still make money. You can be really, really wrong and not lose terribly, not lose at all. You can be tragically wrong and hopefully not lose much. So if I'm a lender and I'm going to lend you money and there is some risk because something could happen. There's risk in all investments. Okay. So that just because I'm only lending 80 on this house worth 130, I'm still taking some risk because something could, could happen. The value could plummet the, the borrower, something could happen to the borrower because we're the borrowers. Correct. And we mention that all the time. We're borrowing money. We're not, we're not an investment house. We're not advisement. Uh, we're not investment advisors. You know, we're, we're advising for our personal gain, our we're business. Not, we're gain. not securities brokers. No. Another thing that we always point out is we're not pooling money. We're not taking one investor's money and another investor's money and putting them in the same pot and then going out and buying a house. We're not, we're not doing that. We're taking. As a matter of fact, we don't even have any pots. All we have is coffee cups. That's true. Cause, and we don't, you know what we don't have? We don't have a dishwasher. We don't have any dishes to wash. Well, we, we do have a dishwasher. Yeah. It's the person that's the receptionist <laughs> yeah. that goes and washes the coffee pot and the coffee cups. But anyway, the, for, for the lender, you know, the lender listening to us going, you know, yeah, that's great. You're talking about pots and coffee cups and stuff, you know, but we only have one person that lends us money into one property. And, you know, they get treated exactly like they were a bank. You know, a closing attorney handles the transaction. They get title insurance. They get hazard insurance. They're protected in every way we can imagine, um, you know, and, and the equity that's in the property. So the, the, the really the three things that we provide is equity, title insurance, hazard insurance that protects the lender and, and, and our integrity and ability to repay. So if all of those things and something terribly goes wrong, goes terribly wrong, you know, at the then, end, then at, at least the, they've got the collateral, which is the house. Yeah, they've got the, the collateral. So the whole reason, well, there's more reasons than this, but the biggest reason we don't pool money is we don't, first of all, don't have the ability because it legally you have to have securities license. We're not going through all that junk. Um, and even if we did, we just don't like it because I don't want my money mixed up with everybody else and their brother's money and who the heck knows whose money's in what. Well, the way we do it, I know and you know and our lender knows what property they have a mortgage against. And do they get to pick their property? Uh, they have say in the property, yeah. Because when we call them up or text them, now we get a lot of our loan approvals by text. You know, it, they can go to that property. They can get in it. They can see it, smell it, feel it like it is, ugly, dirty, nasty. They, they As a lender, you need to know our track record. You know, you don't want to just lend money to somebody that just fell off the turnip truck. Really? By the way, if you're wondering what kind of stuff you can lend on, you can go to jasondiller.com, click on the Lending Opportunities tab. Right now, we're looking for 100000 at 8% to build some houses that we're doing. And um, we actually closed on a bunch of lots to build houses on. So you would only be lending the money to build the house. We already own the lot. And we have, we have comparables 
or we're moving towards comparables, we have a, a belief in the subdivision that the houses are worth a lot more than we're borrowing. Mm-hmm. We believe that they're going to sell, and we actually have two moving under. Right. One fell through. We got one okay. house under contract. So we've only been building there for four months, roughly. Less, less than that. Less than, yeah. Less than that. So the, the first house is under contract for – um, about 180-something, and we only borrowed 100. So that's, that's a really safe bet that you're going to get your money back if you lend 100. So go to jasondiller.com, check out the lending opportunities. Coming up on the bottom of the hour break, now will be a good time to save that in your phone, jasondillard.com, or save my phone number in case you want to call me. It's 864-444-7650. We'll be right back. <laughs> 